So these two Newfies are out hunting, as Newfies will do, and they're almost, you know, in the middle of nowhere, an hour outside of anything close to civilization, and that's civilization by Newfie standards. One guy just drops, just drops, and his buddy, like, turns around and goes down, and he's not like a doctor or anything, but he's looking for a pulse, and he doesn't feel anything, he's feeling his arm, and he's putting his head against, like, the mouth and seeing if anything comes up, and he, and he quickly gets out his phone, calls 911, and he says, we're out hunting, and, and my friend, he just dropped dead, I don't know what to do, and... The voice on the other end, very calm, said, okay, sir, well, let's first make sure your friend is dead. And there's a pause, and then you hear, bam! Okay, now what do I do? (laughs) (laughs) Those newfies, eh? Real bunch of hosers, eh? Oh, thank God Canadians are still somebody we can make fun of. Yeah. Hosers, eh? Hey. Welcome to Carnival Personnel. I'm Jacques. I'm Joe, eh? <laughs> You're Joe, eh? Joe, eh? <laughs> well, that's that's how uh, they came up with the uh, the country of Canada. They weren't sure what to call it. They had all the letters in a bag, and the person who was drawing them out was like, uh, C-A, uh, D-A, didn't I dare. There you go. I blew that. But uh, That's all right. I'm, a little, I'm in a little bit of a Rick Moranis mode because he's in the news lately. Finally. It's been how many years since he retired? Early '90s, like mid '90s, right? I and mean, just because he want he no, his wife died of cancer. Um, so and he, he had wanted kids. To, yeah, and he had two kids. and He wanted to raise his two young kids, so he wanted to raise his kids. I think they're two. They were two. I think the number of kids he had was two. Anyway, long story short, too late. He's back in the news now because he voiced over a cameo appearance of Dark Helmet in the latest Spaceballs episode of The Goldbergs. So um, that was great. Um, I mean, basically, the plot is that Adam Goldberg has a dream that Dark Helmet comes to him. They have a Schwartz fight, and then out of Dark Helmet's cape falls a script for Spaceballs 2. And he's like, what's this? Oh, it's just this stupid script I was working on. It's stupid. Do you want me to act it out for you? And then he (laughs) acts it out. And it's really great and cute, and it's uh, it's awesome. And then the other thing about Rick Moranis that's in the news is apparently he's going to be joining... The rest of the surviving cast of SCTV for the Netflix special on the reunion for SCTV that's coming out next year. You 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 were too young to see that, right? Yeah, I mean, I could have watched it in reruns. Yeah, but it, well, I right, I I wasn't a Canadian. No, I, no, I, but it, it aired here, and oh, yeah. I, I want to say I don't know if it was Channel Fifty Six. I think you're right. I do remember seeing commercials for SCTV as a little kid. And I and so you were a little kid. I'm like I'm ten, like early eleven, eighties. Yeah, I'm yeah. like eleven, twelve when it came on. And I just remembered the the thing that I remember the most is you know if I would turn on the TV or just like be flipping through, and part of their opening credits with people throwing TVs out you know windows. And I just thought as eleven, twelve year old, it's like that is the coolest thing <laughs> ever. That's what people do on Craigslist now. <laughs> right. This is like, I can't give this away. Can't. And he's been asked, he was asked to, you know, um, they wanted to do a sequel to, to Spaceballs. Oh, Spaceballs, or Strange Brew. Strange Brew. No, but he, isn't it like, you know, uh, Mel Brooks said, no, I can't, I can't do a Spaceballs without Rick Moranis. Yeah. I mean, they did do the Spaceballs. A cartoon series without Rick Moranis. Do you know about the Spaceballs cartoon? Yeah, it came out like late 2000s, produced by Mel Brooks. I forget where it aired, 
what the platform was. I, I think this is pre-streaming, so it was on one of the networks like Spike TV or something like that. I think it was kind of tone deaf or dumb, or it was just kind of stupid. Like Spaceballs is dumb, don't get me wrong, but it's smart dumb, you know. Only take the things essential for survival. Take only what you need to survive. It's my industrial strength hair dryer, <laughs> and I can't live without it. Sure, they've gone to plat. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching Spaceballs with Jim growing up, and he annoyed me because he had watched it so many times that he was quoting it along with the movie. So as we're watching it, I'm getting it in, in Jimio, not stereo, <laughs> Jimio, because he's in my other ear. But it's, well, yeah, that's a fantastic movie, and I like Rick Moranis a lot. And I'm glad to see that he's coming out. You know, I mean, his kids are grown, so maybe he's just, you know, dipping his toe back into performing again. Good. Good. Yeah. So, so they bring him back into the next Ghostbusters, like the because I, I, <laughs> I assume there's going to be another, you know, Melissa McCarthy, you know, uh, uh, Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, I'm sure. No, it did well, didn't it? Didn't it do well enough that they're going to do another one? Uh, yeah. All right. So I, I, I remember seeing a tweet from Paul Feig, the director, saying. He was responding to some fan who said, "I love the new Ghostbusters," and like, great. I hope that someday Sony make uh, lets us do another one okay. because. So don't hold my breath. Yeah, exactly. We we uh we took last week off and uh surprising president still sucks. The the world is still awful and uh but there was a couple things that I, I did want to talk about in the comedy world. Well, uh, related to comedic people that we talked about a great deal uh, on the phone and stuff like that. Uh Pat Oswald in in his in his late wife's book actually bringing a serial killer to justice. Yeah, Michelle McNamara was a a true crime writer and uh, for years she almost single-handedly obsessed and tried to get to the bottom of the who she dubbed the golden state killer who was a serial rapist and murderer in the bay area uh, throughout the 60s or 70s and 80s Seven, yeah 70s and the 70s and then kind of went away for a while and then resurfaced in the early 90s and the name of the book is i'll be gone in the dark and it's a reference to i guess a line that was uttered to one of the survivors, uh, one of the victims of the Golden State Killer, who said, like, you know, you could tell somebody, but they won't believe you. And by the time they find out, you'll be dead and I'll be gone in the dark. And so she was two-thirds, three-quarters of the way through this book. She's written a bunch of these books. She's, you know, was one of the premier, like, true crime authors of the last 20 years. And she passed away. And, you know, Patton Oswald, and this was her life's th – this one thing, this unsolved thing was her mission for the last 10 years. It was her years. other child. Right. Yeah. And – um and so he, along with the publisher, ended up getting a couple, you know, other true – crime people to jump on board and to finish the book. And what's amazing is we both listened to like the Gilbert Godfrey podcast. And it was funny because this is about two weeks ago now where we, we heard him on Gilbert and the same day he was on, was it, was it Seth Meyers? He was on one of the shows where he was at a book event in Chicago the night before, and they were getting in. They they had like a seven a.m. flight from Chicago to New York. The writers of the book who finished the book, they were out on the book tour, and it just come out. Uh, they were doing a book tour, and about three o'clock in the morning, his phone started like you know going off like relentlessly because they had caught the guy. They had already started doing um, one of those uh, like serials. 
like like the crime you know story like the the podcast that got really big was that yeah serial, serial yeah and for HBO and I guess the director called him in the morning he's like well it's a different show now isn't it right they wanted to do something like the Jinx uh, for HBO and yeah it was just crazy how only I think weeks after the book was published and I, and I know that. It's not just like, oh, the book came out and that may have, uh, that didn't directly spark the investigation, but it probably rekindled some sort of interest. They found out who the guy was through Ancestry.com or 23andMe. They had some DNA evidence from one of the victims, but they had like this broad spectrum of who their suspect could be. And then they were able to, uh, I guess they had a lead and then they asked like a relative of the lead to see if they could, you know, get their records from 23andMe.com, or they went to 23andMe.com and said, do you have records for this lineage? And they say yes, and they supplied that to the investigators, and that greatly, vastly narrowed the field down. Well, this this was a, a cold case. Nobody was, and the interesting thing about it, the thing that I found most interesting is listening to Patton on a couple other shows, is he was talking about one of the problems, it wasn't, uh, a priority catching this guy. He didn't have a nickname. Yeah, yeah. They, had, what was he called? Like the it, the first killings took place in Northern California. Yeah, and it was oh, the, oh, wasn't it like the Bay Area rapist or something. Or? No, it, see, the Bay Area rapist would have been. Oh, okay. Well, that it had a catchy name, or it was a short, easy to remember name. No, it was some really convoluted because it was like. Uh, like a subsection of a part of town. Right, it was, was way too geo-specific, yeah. It, it wasn't one of those bumper sticker things, <laughs> you know. Right. And then when he went down to Orange County, he, you know, so he you know, he gave it up or, or at least whatever for a long period of time or they haven't found anybody. I think it was like a 12-year span. He had relocated to, you know, Southern California and Orange County area. And, and that too, they didn't have a name for him there either. But when she, she figured out, like she was the one of people who figured out this is the same guy. Like, and, and, you know, and, and we talk about it all the time, like different agencies don't talk to each other well or don't. Um, and she's the one that came up with, with his name. I looked it up. He used to be called the East Area Rapist, E-A-R. Um, but he went by other names like the or, or original Night Stalker, East Bay Rapist, the Diamond Knot Killer. I mean, yeah, it was just... Once he once he locked on a cool name, you know, which when she was, you know, listening to Pat Oswald say it's awful, but that started to get the media involved and stuff like that. Yeah, right. It sort of snowballs into something larger than it is, and it it yeah, it's a it's marketing. And so the great thing is, he uh, he was a police officer, and he got caught shoplifting. Do you do you remember when he got caught shoplifting? <laughs> it was like like dog collars and. Uh, what was it? It, it was like rope and dog spray. Dog spray. And, and, and it reminds me, and again, we're making light of this, you know, uh, there was an episode of Family Guy where for whatever whatever the reason, Peter opens a trunk and Lois is there and there's like a shovel, lime, duct tape, and rope. And Lois says, I don't know what you have in mind, Peter, but you can count me out. <laughs> you know? um, so the guy, because he doesn't want to have a receipt, basically, you know, he doesn't want to have a record of him buying. Oh, what was it? it? Was like a hammer, rope, and dog spray. Yes, a hammer. Yeah, right. And there was a series of crimes in the area in which the window was pried open with a hammer. The people were tied up with this sort of rope who had dogs incapacitated by the spray. And it's and and so as soon as he got caught shoplifting, 
you know, instead of them putting him on leave or investigating, he's just like, nope, I'm out. Gets in a car, drive away. And they're like, well, Gert Riddens to him. Right. <laughs> Saves us the paperwork. <laughs> Case closed. Um, Although I thought maybe with those wacky uh, things that he was buying, I thought he would take the story of, oh, I'm, I'm like, Way in a group Goldberg machines, so like you know, like those things that like you know hit into each other and dun, 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 dun. okay, I will look it up. Somebody I love on Twitter posted one of a guy. Oh yeah, the one with the, the he's eating something. Holy that was shit! Great. That was great. It, it involves him spilling a drink that starts the whole domino effect. It goes to this. It goes to this, which causes a hammer to hit a laptop call button on Skype, which causes, you know... Uh, his cell phone. No, Yeah, which causes his cell phone to vibrate. Which, which vibrates off of a platform and then lands dangling from its cord, which the baby... The baby... It's like a is. literal, like, two-year-old that grabs the phone and yanks the cord along with the laptop it's attached to off the table, which then pulls something else and triggers a whole other mechanism. I mean, I mean without exaggeration, there's like... 25, 30 different. It's just one guy. One guy. Like, and, and he's sitting there eating. Yeah. And so. And, so, like, and he has to duck his head at one point at, to avoid something. something well, him. like, like there's a, almost like a wagon wheel that's rolling, but has like a pie shaped thing. Oh, like a cutout, right. So it rolls maybe five feet away, but just as it gets to where his head would be, it times out. And he's, and he's just patiently sitting there eating. And so the whole thing is, as the camera pulls out and he finishes whatever he's eating, this whole machine puts another piece of cake with a cherry on his on plate. Top. And then. <laughs> Like, wait for it. <laughs> sure. And I'm thinking, and, and I did. I, I when I when I retweeted that because um, I'm a big fan. I'm like, I'll never get tired of OK Go videos. Uh-huh. Okay, go. Because <laughs> they did one. They did two. You know, they did the the um, the one on the treadmills, and then they did one of uh, these really elaborate. They gut it. They had they had a two story house, and it looked like they took the front off of it, and it was a one shot. Dude, the planning that goes into Honda that. Honda did one of those about like. Five or six years ago, maybe ten years ago, Honda did one. It was really, really good. It involved the car, but it involved like a marble rolling down the car, and it was just awesome. But when I saw like the iPhone triggering the iPad, and then the baby, it, it, so he didn't need the baby to look at the phone. He needed the baby to yank to yank the phone <laughs> to keep it all going. Which, by the way, leads you to believe this has happened before. <laughs> No, I saw that. It was great. But uh, so Patton Oswalt kept the book going. The publishers reinvigorated. But again, we've talked about cases, you know, that our friend Taylor has done. And it's like, I mean, hopefully things are changing in some ways. But, you know, one of his big cases is like they didn't want to solve it because they knew it was a cop and they knew the problem. It would be closing a case that was 25 years old because it was a cop that it would the the bad press the digging up all the old cases that this person was part of and it's like they they literally wanted to look the other way. Well, I'm glad that Michelle McNamara didn't, and God rest her soul. So, so and I'm not a religious guy. I just say God rest her soul because what else do you say? What do you you know? What would you say in that situation? Oh, uh, I'd say what Patton Oswalt said. Next. <laughs> <laughs> well, her actually in the last Patton Oswalt. Uh, special, he mentions that she had a credo because she was not like a religious person. She wasn't into the afterlife or, you know, anything like that. She didn't believe in karma. She was just like, her mantra was, honey, it's chaos, be kind. And that's... Right. Yeah, that's what he lives by. 
Um, so let, let's let's talk about uh, another comedian who was more in the news last week, but I, I did want to touch on it anyways, just because I thought it was an interesting news story. Uh, Michelle Wolf and the Correspondents' Dinner. Any uh, thoughts? No, because it's been all thought out. I mean, she just appeared on Seth Meyers recently. Did you see any of the clips? I mean, oh yeah, I heard the routine. Was I it funny? Oh, the, the 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 highlighted parts were yeah, were very funny. Um, you know, it was just a it was a roast. It's just indicative of this whole mentality from this administration and the far right that like to harp on anything that's critical of the administration. Right. So you 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 can Huckleberry Sanders like stand there and berate the media every day. You can call people liars. You can say the the awful tweets and the name calling and the poke go down the list. You defend your rapist president. Right. You, or you, I'm sorry. Uh, could could you back that up? You mean your racist Nazi loving rapist president? Yes, thank you. But if you make any comedic forum that has a history of being a comedic forum yeah. make jokes, now all of a sudden, it's- yeah. Let's all back up. This is not real outrage. This is all part of the plan. Trump didn't appear at the last White House Correspondents' Dinner. He didn't appear at this one. He won't appear at the next one. And if he had his way, which I think he clearly states, he does not want any future White House Correspondents' Dinners. Well, well, extrapolate it one step beyond. He doesn't want any White House Correspondents. Exactly. I mean, this is all part of the dismantling of the media and the discrediting of free press. With the exception of state-run media. Yeah. No, which, I said free press. Right. Which, which today... Um, like free-range press. Which, which today, their favorite, one of their favorite targets today was John McCain because... Torture is back in the news, and the whole CIA invest uh, the CIA um, Gina, the woman who's up for the CIA. Uh, I don't um, know. Was she she ran a black ops torture facility. Why got be black? And, you know, she ran a black ops torture facility and, and and gave the typical Nuremberg. I was only following orders, and of course somebody finds Dick Cheney and puts him in front of the, the cameras the last couple of days, saying we got this great evidence with torture and we got to bring torture back. And and then you know of course Fox News you know was going after John McCain, who in the height of this back in two thousand two two thousand three was saying this is un American. You know that's when he really got the maverick thing. I mean he supported going to war. He's Support at 95, 99% of you know the Bush administration, but he was like, No, we don't torture. Like I was tortured to keep us from being tortured. That and and so they were saying it's like, well, torture works, and that's why he was referred to as like um Songbird John back in like, you know, in Vietnam, because he, you know, they tortured him and he spilled the beans. And it's like right, and that's why we lost the war. Holy shit. Mm. It, it, it's like again, it's like you know, those black football players kneeling. How dare they do that to the truth? But let's go ahead and berate and humiliate and degrade. Uh, I think it's safe to say you're not a fan of John McCain's politics. I think it's safe to say I'm not a fan of John McCain's politics in any way. Guy was a war hero. You can't do anything except, you know, thank somebody with the Purple Heart for their service and for their years of sacrifice. Except when you're on Fox News and you want to... Be complete awful people. Anyways, speaking of awful people, how's that Me Too movement going? Well, it's going just fine. It doesn't need the help of certain people. Uh, like, like, let's say, um, champions of the Me Too movement. New white York, male champions. Yeah, white male and a position of power. You know, New York District Attorney. Uh, who, no, he, well, he wasn't a DA. He's a uh, AG. 
AG. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. the New York Attorney General Eric Schneiderman, who who was very. I mean, he which was who by the way was hilarious on one day at a time. I yeah. just want to get that out of the way. Um, oh, what was it, Miss Romano? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. R. Was it Miss R? Dude. Oh, God, it's hard to say because there was so many great porn stash mustaches and sitcoms back there. But Schneider had to have, if not the best porn mustache in a primetime sitcom. Pat Harrington was his guy, the guy's name. Yeah, he was great. Anyways, we I digress as we usually do. Which is fine. No, we strive to do that on Carnival. So, so, so here, this guy, you know, and and again. This is what's awful. A, his actions. We'll start with that. Let's not diminish why he's in this situation. But it's one of these guys who fought back against like the Muslim ban. There's all these things where he's like, it's an age of coming forward. Don't hold back. All these things. And so this New York New York Times, or was it the? Uh, it was like wait, wait the failing New York Times. The, the failing the New, York Times New York Times had a had an article, and within three hours, the state of New York. Democratic people said, you're out. Like, no, Cuomo. Like, like, you know, right away. No, let's see how this pans out. There's one side of the fence where somebody comes out, a prestigious publication that has three or four corroborating witnesses say, these awful actions happen. And right away, the Democrats say, gosh, this guy's been great for us. This is unacceptable. Bye. Which is uh, something to be revered. And something that could be considered an Achilles heel of being the do-goody Democrats. Because, I mean, these are founded accusations. Right. So it's not like it's just like these trumped-up kind of charges or some, some, some hit job by— Fake news! Yeah. This is probably more egregious than the Senator Al Franken incident. Oh, well, this is much worse. And, 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 you know, he for like a nanosecond was trying to play it off as it was like— was sex. It was just, you know, this is, it's rough sex, and, you know, it's like, it was part of it, you know. Didn't say the safe word, which, you know, by the way, like, Joe and my, our, our established safe word is keep going. <laughs> but that's a different story altogether. No, but it, but it is. It's one of those things where, like, you're right, it's like, I'm still upset that Al Franken wasn't given his day in court and all this stuff, but here's the bottom line for me. Fuck everybody who says both parties are the same because there's not. And this is, again, a clear cut. It was a three-hour window. It was, this came out, this is a source, this is verified, this guy's a huge asset to have on our team, but we'd rather, you know. Right. He, it's not worth having him around. So, so that's We can that. do without. Um, and then, of course, Samantha B, who had him as a guest on his show, uh, did a piece this week about Eric Schneiderman entitled Fuck You, Eric Schneiderman, because he was sort of championed as like this uh, champion. Uh, yeah, a Me Too <laughs> of, movement uh, champion. Movement. Like you said, an older white male with money and power right. who was a champion for women's causes. Yeah, this is a pattern because remember Elliot Spitzer, wasn't he the champion of getting prostitution off the streets? And- <laughs> yeah, okay. Now, <laughs> see, see, that's what I don't like because you, you're only taking one side of the issue. Okay. How many people live up to campaign promises? He said he was getting them off the street. He just didn't say it was one woman at a time. (laughs) You know, you didn't hear, but credit where credit's due, he got them off the street. Right. Or like these big anti-gay people turned out flaming. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way. We're not interested in... Who's gay? Right. <laughs> We're interested in how, how gay, gay they are. That's a, that's a reference, not a real thing. Okay. Um, by the way, I want to say f- unequivocally, I'm not a champion of anything. <laughs> 
I and Jacques, you're not a champion of anything. I think maybe maybe Belgian spelling. Yes, yeah, spelling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll let that wash over anyone who ever got an email or a text from me. Oh, my God. I Actually, Siri once said to me, I'm out. <laughs> like, I don't know how you did it. Um, and again, it's like I was just reading the news. You know, I'm going to direct this right to our friend All-Star Tommy. What the fuck's going on at Yale All-Star Tommy? They've had a number of incidents where black students have had the audacity to be in a dorm where they're going to school and having people call the cops. Like there was a woman who was fell asleep studying in, in the common room and somebody didn't recognize her and literally she, a grad student, like not like a freshman first day there. And you can mistake this, you know, this black woman with all these books is being like, you know, I, I you know, uh, I don't know what, but, but, you know, and it's great because again, everybody's now their own news station and the girl just recorded herself talking to the police. And then while talking to police, the girl who called on it, you know, came out and goes, well, I don't know who you are and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, the, the, the black guys at Starbucks who have the nerve of being, um, Oh, what was that? Oh, they were black at Starbucks. You know, well, so I was just looking at the news yesterday and this is why I never look at the news, but when we're talking about guns, uh, do you see the guy, Orange County, you know, stay stay classy, Orange County, uh, uh, Buena Vista, I think it was, um, Latino, goes in the store, literally, there's two cameras, you know, from the cashier, from the front and the side, this guy has the nerve, this guy has the effing nerve to take out a $20 bill, put a pack of Mentos on the counter, and while the guy's counting out the change, puts the Mentos in his pocket, Guy hands him his change, and as the cashier is counting his the dollar bills to give back to him, uh, off-duty white cop pulls his gun on him, says, I'm a cop, take that out of your pocket, like takes a step back. He's like two steps behind him, but when he takes a gun out, gives himself some more space, takes a step back, and the guy's like turns around like, like he has no idea who he's talking to. And he's like, what? He goes, in your pocket. I saw that. You're stealing that. Put it back. And he's like, no, I, I just bought these. And, he's, and he goes to turn to the cashier. And the guy's like, put it down, you know, take it out of your pocket, get out of here. He waits, he, he lets the cashier, the cop lets the cashier hand the guy his change. And as he's walking out, he, he says to the cashier, the cop, he goes, did he buy that? And he's like, yeah, yeah, he bought that, he bought that. He goes, all right, you can get it. And he gets it, still holding the gun out. The gun is still out the whole time. Now, let's say, let's say this guy is guilty of the two things, um, not being white and stealing Mentos. Where I'm trying to think, other than Saudi Arabia, where is stealing Mentos a capital offense? The guy holding the gun is clearly a crazy person. Right. No, clear- no, no, he- he's a good guy with a gun, Joe. <laughs> it's incredible. I don't know if he passed the background check and then got the gun and then got drunk with power and then became crazy. Some people just have crazy in them, and it takes a little bit of nudging and a little sprinkling of authority to bring the crazy out. Now, the this off-duty cop, let me be clear about this. Yes, he identified himself as being a police officer and pull as he's pulling his gun out, didn't identify himself as a police officer and pulling out his badge. His first instinct was to pull out his gun. And again, and, and here's the cashier calmly counting his money to him. It's like... Whatever happened to levels of force, man? The, the, what the, the fuck? The, the, like, the, there was nothing on the counter. Like It wasn't like he was buying groceries and getting changed for that. So there was no... I mean, 
I don't know what went through the guy's head, but like I said, didn't identify himself as a police officer. Here's my badge. And it's scary because as he takes a gun out, he cocks it. And I'm like, holy shit. Again, this guy, his two crimes were, were being Latino or, or not being white. Let's be honest. Not being white. And even if he was stealing Mentos, even if he was stealing a whole case of Mentos, you know what I mean? The fact that you would pull a gun on that is so there's a lot. There's a lot of bad cops out there. A lot of bad cops. I mean, that's just the way it is. There's a lot of bad cops. They're not all only all rookies that don't know the rules or they're not all veterans who are grizzled. And there's a whole spectrum of just bad fucking people who have the authority to carry a gun and enforce the law. Look, it's rough. I mean, every police force is different. Most police forces that we see being portrayed apparently have very little regard for how their officers are to execute their levels of force. When how did they're not trained in how to de-escalate a situation? Right. They're not trained in how to approach certain uh, situations, or if they are trained. They're not retaining that training. Here, here's the good and the bad. When, when, when the um, oh, uh, King, King, what was his name? Um, uh, Martin Luther King. Not Martin Luther King. Larry King. No, who's the guy? Oh. Burger King. Um, Rodney Reginald King. Denny, Rodney King. <laughs> that was so stunning because that's at the that was the dawn of of home video recorders. That's in the early 90s. Now and 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 no one had seen that before. That that was such a stunning thing. Now you can take 1 second and go to YouTube. But you don't have to go to YouTube like almost if not daily on the news weekly and there's footage cuz like I said everybody's now carrying around a network broadcasting ability in their pocket. We we can videotape and everything. Studio. Um now more and more cops have the the vest cams and stuff like that, and all, there isn't a cop union that hasn't fought against like pushed back on having these cams. But being able to Facebook Live, we see more and more and more of this, and it's like it's more prevalent. And it's one of those things where like you know minorities who've been saying for absolutely ever, this is what it's like. It's now every single day. Now I, I do because we didn't do the podcast last week. I am going Lucky to, you guys. I am going to jump back to something. Um, You're getting three hours this time. So there was so, – so again, now here's a good guy with a gun pulling it on a bad guy stealing Mentos without a gun. But the, we, we weren't – we didn't talk last week. This is now going back three weeks because we forgot to mention it. The good guy without a gun tackling the bad guy with a gun at the Waffle House, which two, – two important points. That guy is truly here because A – the lives that he saved, and B, saving those people from having to eat at a Waffle House. <laughs> uh, but of course, to this day, three weeks later, you know, Blotus doesn't say anything about it. You know, the white guy wasn't labeled a terrorist. Um, he was, I think he was labeled a nudist because for some reason he was shooting the, yeah, the guy oh, from yeah, the Waffle yeah. House. Uh, and I, and I love the guy, you know, the hero, the hero without the gun who went, who, James uh, Jr. who, who did rush the guy. And it was one of those things like while he was reloading clips, he didn't run out. He was reloading clips and every interview he goes, I'm not a hero. It's like, I'm like, if I don't tackle this motherfucker now and let him reload, he kills me. Yeah. And he said in many interviews that his mentality was. All right, if if I'm going to die, I'm going to make him work for it. And and so, but again, it's like more and more of these footages coming out. At one point, it's like the the whole 
the more the stuff that you see like this, the less you can convince me that anybody needs a gun for any of this stuff. You know, anyways, on a happier note, which is really kind of funny. Well, no, nothing's funny about this. But we talked about this in the past. For the last two years, during the Nobel and, and the people from the Nobel like committee or, or, or whatever their foundation is, has gotten fraudulent. Like somehow somebody put bloatus on the like the ballot. Like fraudulently, like, and, and they, they've had investigations. It's like who infiltrated their system to be able to put him up on the website as a nominee for the Nobel Prize. Russia. But this year he actually, somebody, because of, you know, trying to get this, this North Korea thing going, somebody actually nominated him. But that was two weeks ago. And as, as Joe and I sit here now, we've withdrawn from the, from the Iran deal, which has started to, uh, uh, escalate quite quickly with with Iran and Syria uh, now fighting over a spot of land that overlooks Israel and you know and I hate Netanyahu and 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 he is the he is a driving force between tearing this he's the only one around the world all the other powers because all the other Security Council people which which was the shocking thing China. You know, I'm sorry, China, China, thank you, Russia, you know, Germany, France, everybody got together for this Iran deal and said, yes, this is the best way to keep them from developing for at least the next 10 years. And and just within days of, you know, withdrawing from that, and that's why Macron came over, that's why Merkel came over. So, he, he you know, the, the, the talks with Kim Jong-un is still on schedule, but it looks like he was able to, between moving... Uh, moving the embassy to Jerusalem and withdrawing from the uh, Iran nuclear deal is going well out of his way to piss everybody off. So, did we uh, mention that, uh, or should we mention, or talk about how Trump has uh, single-handedly released the three uh, North Korean hostages? Well, and what's awesome is how great they were treated. Yeah, and I just want to thank Kim Jong Un, great guy. Like, I didn't. Say, I'm no, but he, but he did say that essentially. He, oh no, he just said thank. He thanked Kim Jong Un, Rocket Man. You know what was the other nickname? I'm, I'm thanking him for releasing the people that he illegally or unlawfully detained. Mm-hmm. So right. you know, it's like you know, it's like in a hostage negotiation setting. It's like oh, he he was so great the way he released the hostages. It's <laughs> like, but wait, he took. He I want to thank the, the Ayatollah the for releasing the- and, and you know <laughs> you thanked Hitler. I would never, you know. Uh, but what's what's great? And again, nobody's talking about this. I do want to give Jacques his own Carnival Personnel Peace Prize for yet again crowbarring Hitler into a podcast for what the. 86 straight week. Okay. When I say seek, you say boo. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, yeah, I will always, always, always find a way to put that kid in the hall referencing because I think that is my <laughs> single favorite. I would never. <laughs> why, why are they so quiet? Oh, I don't know. Maybe because you think Hitler. <laughs> uh, but seriously, it's like, and again, it's one of those things where 11 hostages, or, or I don't know if hostages is the right word, 11 prisoners were released during the Obama administration that were taken prisoner, you know, during the uh, during the Bush administration. But, of course, you will not hear those. These are the first prisoners ever released 
anywhere. Obama stole those prisoners, ever. okay? <laughs> so, so yeah. And, uh, and here's the great thing. So they fly these people back. Blotus meets them. They have these gigantic, ostentatious you know, flags the size of God's ego. And when they landed and were rescued, you know, it was 3 o'clock in the morning here. Yep. And did you hear this? He can't not bring up ratings. Oh, the news broke at 3 in the morning. You probably have the biggest 3 a.m. ratings ever. He did not. You, you, you know, I can't. You know, why don't you bing that? Why don't, why don't you ask Jeeves about that? And I'm telling you, it's like, oh holy shit, why? It's still about ratings with you. Are you that pissed you lost The Apprentice? And I need a medal. Right. A Nobel Peace medal. So, um... So what do you think of the Mooch? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Rudy Giuliani, who is... Uh, the Rooch? The Rooch. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. <laughs> I don't know. He is... Uh, well, first of all, he's out of a job. Like, his, the law firm that he worked for, because he can't say anything that isn't batshit crazy. And last week's explanation is like, why Michael Cohen would just pay the porn star without clearing it with his clients. Like as a lawyer, you do that all the time. You just do things for your clients all the time. You don't have to tell them. It's like you take care of things. And the big, huge law firm he works for came out. It's like, yeah, no, that's not our policy. No, 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 no. He's confusing us with Ray Donovan. <laughs> right, right. It's exactly what it, it is. Exactly. Like a fixer, like some sort of like Hollywood fixer that comes out and just sort of like the wolf. The wolf. Yeah. Shit, you're calling the wolf? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so seriously, now he uh, is full-time working with Trump because he doesn't have the other job, but it's all came down to that law firm distancing themselves. So on one hand, you have... Blotus, after his first two days of whirlwind thing, saying, yes, we paid him and this, all this stuff. And Blotus saying, oh, he just came on. Hey, well, get us facts straight. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure this all out. It's like, get the lie straight, you mean? And then he, and he, he loses it. But he's very much like the mooch where he's making a big splash. He can't get in enough cameras. He can't be louder and more. I'm going to end this investigation. For who? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's a, it's, really, it, it's really unclear of who you're working for at this part. Look, Rudy, just read the speech the way Charlie wrote it, all right, will you? Because, <laughs> see, it's some, you can fool some of the people. Most of the time. Most of the time. And most, most of the people, people some, some of the, the time. time. But you can't fool all the people all the time. Well, see, the last time we got it back, it was, you can fool all the people all the time. And, <laughs> and, 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 and Stormy's <laughs> lawyer, it's like the guy, I guess he's, you know, uh, Taylor knows him, and I guess he's a pretty decent lawyer. Michael Avenatti. But he, he, every time he's on one of these shows, he can't not be lit up like a Christmas tree. And he's like, they're doing my job for me. And what because of... Every time they tell a lie and it opens another can of worms, it's like, oh, well, he just paid this money. Well, let's look into where he got the money. And just in the past 48 hours, it's come out that about three weeks before the election, Cohen opened a new consulting company with no office space, just a P.O. box that ended up getting millions of dollars from like – a Korean airline company from AT&T who are paying him. And what's really, really great, there's a, a healthcare company. I think it's a, a Scandinavian healthcare company. They paid him a $100,000 retainer for a year, like a month. It, it was a year contract, $100,000 a month, like $1.2 million for helping them with accounting practice is what they listed. And so when it bro the story broke, they were like, um, oh, no, we didn't deal with him. We dealt with somebody else's company. And then somebody went back to him and goes, it's a one-person company. Yeah. Oh, they released 
four different official statements in the course of 24 hours and finally saying, well, our former CEO worked it all out with him. He's gone. We know nothing about this, but they did they did confirm that about six months ago, because we're hanging about it now, you know, Mueller had talked to their CEO six months ago. So all this stuff, but it's like, and here's the other thing. So here's Stormy's lawyer, and I think it was Rachel Maddow asked her, it's like, how do you know this? Like, like we, we are MSNBC. We didn't hear about this. There was no trickling about the side company that Cohen had. How did you get all this? Yeah. You know, how about, did we get all this? Well, what about the $500,000 from the Russian oligarch? Right. Right. Who, who was, uh, was detained at an airport in the United States within like the last like six months and he detained and sent back home because he's on a banned list. And he, yeah. Also, uh, which great because AT&T paid him a shitload of money, a shitload of money. And during the campaign, there's that AT&T Comcast merger that Blotus was very upfront about. It's like, this is bad. That's too much consolidated power in telecommunications and entertainment. Your price will go up completely against it. About three days after the first payment was made to Michael Cohen uh, through this company, Blotus came out and was interviewed and goes, well, I'm staying out of any litigation. It's like he went from... We can't allow this to happen to, well, I'm going to see where the chips fall. Uh-huh. Nothing to do with large sums of money. But uh, my question to you is, how's that swamp training going? Uh, it's going to be a lot smoother now that we don't have that net neutrality to bug us. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. Thank goodness my porn's going to be that much slower. Yep. And this podcast will be that much harder to get. But <laughs> And find. Or, 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 or we'll get rid of. Or just harder to listen yeah, to. Yeah, no. But uh is that possible? But, you know, wait, I, before we move we on, we've been bashing Blotus, but not everybody's bashing him. Some people are supporting him, and, you know, and, and it takes guts and courage to stand up and support somebody like him. Right, Kanye West? <laughs> Next. Okay, can we move you. on from the wait, we Kanye? Can. But, but I, I just want to say, Obama was right about everything. That famous quote where uh, it's... And he knew the mic was hot. He was wrong about yes, we can. Yeah, I mean, Unless the end of that sentence was elect yes. a racist <laughs> president. <laughs> but he was getting ready to do, and this is back in 09. It was right after Kanye came up on stage oh, yeah. and took the trophy. He's a jackass. He's a jackass. All the news stations have been playing that the last week. It's like, man, he's right about everything. <laughs> yeah, and is he right about drones too, Jacques? Is he right about drones? Anyway, <laughs> no, he wasn't right about everything. But, you know, he wasn't as wrong about drones as you and I were about opening box office for Infinity War. <laughs> you you were way off. Well, they didn't get my money. <laughs> but they sure the hell got mine. Yes. Uh, I, I want to find the paper because we wrote it down. I want to say I said 225. Oh, I think I threw it out. Yeah, and we were in the 200s, and they were in the 600s. 630 opening weekend. 12 days to break a billion dollars. And here's a crazy thing. I didn't see it the first week. I didn't see it like the first eight or nine days. When I went to see it, the second weekend it was out, the number five movie that weekend, you know, internationally, domestic and internationally. Black Panther. Still, like like honestly. So you have, you, you with it within the same day, you, you know, I mean, you go to these things and you have like three, the, Three screens with Infinity War, one or two still with Black Panther. Yeah. 
It is crazy. Yeah, uh, you know what money? You know what movie's going to blow that out of the water though? What movie is that? Bill and Ted Three. Oh, without a doubt. I can, <laughs> well, now that they got the original cast back together, <laughs> it is great though. I don't know. I, two kind of sucked. I don't remember watching. I watched two in the theater. Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Have you seen any of the Bill and Ted's movies? No. Okay. No. Bill I mean, Ted- I mean, I've seen clips and I know enough, but it's like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is okay. It's pretty good. It's it's all right. It's George Carlin. I know all the great lines. George Carlin, you know, can't go wrong. Billy Shakespeare. Yep. You got Napoleon in there. You got your uh, Genghis Khan. Yeah, that was a fun movie. I even spawned video games, which were terrible. Did it really? Yeah, there was. Do a you P- have any? Uh, no, I don't have them. But uh, there was a PC game, which was I remember. I remember my friend had it at his house, and we did play it. And it was just convoluted. It's kind of it was fucked up, but it was I don't know. It was all right. Was it ET bad? Mm, no. Okay. No, no, nothing could be ET bad except for maybe Pac-Man for the twenty six hundred. Yes, that's worse. That's a worse game for the Atari than ET. All right. That's bold. That is very bold. So, so what you're saying is you're excited about Bill and Ted, which I didn't say I was excited. <laughs> you're which, putting uh, words in my mouth. I said that they was going to blow Avengers, Avengers away. <laughs> so, um, eventually, not overnight, not over the first weekend. I, I, this, I'm not going to review it. I'm not going to mention anything about Infinity War, except you know, there's two things I'll, I'll make. I'll, I'll point out with my parenting tip of the week. I will say the one thing about Infinity War. And, and it's funny because everybody who's reviewed the movie has said the same thing. They've never been in a movie theater when a when a big blockbuster movie ended and nobody moved. The silence. People weren't talking to each other. People were, oh, I can't believe this just happened. Oh, I didn't see that coming. This was really great. Oh, this was awful. Nothing. I mean, silence. And it's like... You, you were left speechless. Everybody. Like... The theater was just, and everybody's waiting to see if there's a bonus thing and complete silence about, you know, so the theater empties, you know, go go to the little boys room, go potty, you know, all the urinals are taken, maybe two, three people deep. And it's like, no one's in there chit-chatting to like to their buddies who are next to them and waiting in line. It was fucking eerie. It was absolutely like you know, it took your brain couldn't process yeah, what you just, just saw. Just people walking the pillars on the way out because they were just <laughs> like in such dazes. It's like, oh man. And, and I'm thinking, wow, because my theater, you know, it was active. People were gasping and people were marveling, laughing and crying and all, all the emotions you get out of these movies. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, like e- even when the, 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 the trailer scene comes out and stuff like that. There was no like, oh, that's all. At that point. You were just spent. It's three hours. So yeah. so you were just spent anyways. Right. But, uh, but it, and I, I, don't, I don't see an end in sight with it because, uh, you know, 6, 6.30 the first weekend, and I think it was close to 5 the second weekend. I mean, I don't know if this is a $2 billion movie, but... Yeah, it could be. I mean, it, it, it will be. It, it will be eventually. I'll look. I'll look. You know, the funny thing is, I bought Black Panther streaming, and it's like it's still in the theaters. It's still in the and that's and when people talk about like the changing landscape of entertainment, and you know, our kids, our kids can't name a network, but they can tell you they can't name ten network stars, yep. but they can tell you the top ten people doing Minecraft walkthroughs on YouTube or, or and stuff like that. But there's still the experience of going to a theater. And the fact that Black Panther is still a top this week, it's probably a top ten grossing movie in theaters 
but yet for the same amount of money to walk in a theater and see it one time, you can own it. Yep, but uh, I will go see Avengers because I know Jacques is secretly hating me because I haven't seen Avengers. There's no yet. secret about it. <laughs> I have. When have I hated my? I hated my disdain. But uh, but at least I can say once again, emphatically, I'm not a racist. I bought Black Panther the day it came out. I bought a black guy's movie the day what <laughs> the day I could. I was I thought you were going to stop it. I bought a black guy. <laughs> I was going to, but I'm like, oh, yeah. look. Sometimes no. it's like it's like yeah. Even 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 I, even I have my limitations. <laughs> mostly, mostly because you know because of the job I have now. I've got a lot of black friends. Who are much bigger than me? Who may, are they may really not your listen? Friends? No, but they do work with me. They are bigger than me, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna curtail my racism just a little bit. Okay, and they found this podcast apparently. Let's hope not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So let's see where we got. Oh, yeah. Now look what time it is. Time to make that cold hard cash. You know it. You love make it. it rain. Yeah. Make, make it, it rain. It's time for. Our defunct sponsor of the week. Let's visit the land of heavy metal with our most excellent cereal. Pass the gruel. Looks like a gruel duel, dude. Heinous display of manners. We've got a most excellent way to start your day. Or night. Bill and Ted's excellent cereal. Cinnamon oats with marshmallow notes. It's the most triumphant part of this complete breakfast. Awesome cereal duels. Who gets the last bowl? He does. New Bill and Ted's. Okay, Joe's favorite time of the podcast, sport. Oh, I thought I was switching over my laundry from washer to dryer. So here's a couple sports things. I don't think we've talked baseball on this podcast. I don't think we've <laughs> talked Red Sox baseball on this podcast, but we are. Oh, uh, I, you, I, I did want to mention one thing. that Please do. Uh, apparently, the Mets did the most Metsiest thing ever. The New York Mets, uh, the amazing Mets, killed a first-inning rally. By doing something that hasn't been done in baseball for a couple of years. Triple play. They batted out of order. Holy shit! Yes. Apparently the card, the lineup card that was handed to the umpire... Dude, that's literally... that's Did not match what was broadcast. No, no. What was submitted was... I guess Carrera was batting cleanup. Oh, no. He was batting third on the publicized version of the lineup. But the batting order, he had him batting second. And so... When Carrera went up to bat third, uh, somebody from the Reds bench who got the same car that was submitted to the umpire said, "Hey, they batted out of order." And they, I guess there was like a they were starting a rally, you know, like it was like a two out kind of this situation. I don't know. I, I didn't hear any of this. I couldn't be happier. <laughs> oh, that is uh, uh, that is the Metsiest Mets thing <laughs> in Mets history. And yes. Yeah. I mean, there, how many are there more Metsy things or Jetsy things? I don't know. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we gotta have a Mets versus Jets off. When you're a Mets, Mets you're a Met all the way. Okay. Anyways, go on. You sidebar me. I did. Talking baseball. I'm talking baseball. baseball. Shut up, me. Uh, and I'm talking Red Sox baseball. I'm talking my eight-year-old son, Red Sox baseball, because out of the blue, he's uh, not out of blue. With the broken foot, spending so much time at my mom's house, she was always having him in the backyard, and he thought baseball was Grammy pitching it to him. I talked about that, like nothing else but just getting hit. And so he wants to join, 
and, and the league had already started. And I called him like, is it too late? And they're like, no, it's great. So he's doing it. And I was really surprised because turns out baseball, it's um, it's really fucking boring. Yeah. It's it's hard to watch. I mean, it is, is hard. It, is it Special Olympics hard to watch? Or Paralympics? Y- 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 you know. Whatever I, the hell. I watched, I watched as long as I could. <laughs> you know, they're, they're incredible athletes, uh, but I, I watched as hard as I could. It's, it's hard to watch. No, but it, it's, um, and I and I sent some clips. So, you know, my little guys haven't come up. You know, we didn't grow up here. And, you know, I never really pushed the sports. But the little guy, he did, he did hockey. Last year he did lacrosse. He did hockey this last year two winters, um, but he wanted to try this. I'm like, I'm all for it. But, you know, the rule is if you sign up, you got to do the whole thing. Dude, it's they do jiu-jitsu two or three times a week, which is fine, but it's an hour. These fucking games are two and a half hours. Like, literally, they're scheduled for two and a half hours, three days a week. That's that's six-inning games in two and a half hours? Yeah. And well, because... Everybody gets a bat? Everybody gets a bat. <sighs> you know, well, well, here's the interesting thing. Like, if one team is good... No team's good, but uh, but they 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 play half the game with this. I, when I say it's a machine, it's actually you know you you pull the ball, you put the ball on an arm, you pull it back, and and the coach steps on a lever. So it's it's that kind of machine. So most of the pitches, you know, you're gonna get the kids are gonna get a clean pitch. Yeah. But if one team gets a lot of hits or. Surprising with the lowest level for seven and eight year olds, a lot of fielding errors. <laughs> lot. Yeah. But they don't let you keep hitting. If like everybody on the team hit once. Then you just move on. Move on. You don't keep, over. keep going. But so if your team doesn't get so my little guy. So the other day, you know, they have like twelve kids on the bench. So three kids don't sit every inning, and you play a different position. I really like it. It's like so not one kid's just going to pitch, and one kid everybody plays everything. But my kid, he's not. That's not really his thing, but he's liking doing it. And so I, I think you know, management posted this on uh on, 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 um, Facebook. on Facebook, I look up and, you know, they put him in left field, which he's going to spend a lot of time in left field, you know, just the way it is. And he's doing all the dances from Fortnite. Like they have all <laughs> these dances. And I, and I sent it to management. I'm like, Tristan, go play left field. Tristan, great. More room to work on my moves. <laughs> the entire thing. And I'm picturing that celebrity Jeopardy where Jeff Goldblum is practicing some oh no, David Duchovny is practicing some sort of Tai Chi. <laughs> and he's dancing up there and he's doing all these moves. And here's most of the coaching that he's getting. <clears throat> Tristan, put your glove on. <laughs> you know. Or Tristan, turn around. Tristan, only halfway. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know. Um, and look, I'm gonna brag a little bit. His first at bat. First at bat, got a hit. The ball maybe went seven to eight inches in front of the plate, but it's a hit, and he made it to first. And then later, you know, the next person, like, walked or something like what He ended up coming around to home. I haven't got into the subtle nuances of, hey, you're not going to be very good at this. It doesn't hurt that much. Lean into the pitch. Take one for the team. Stop being a pussy. Um, but this is this will like honestly, and and then uh, so I'm watching. I didn't dance. realize we were doing parenting tips ahead of schedule. No, no, okay. no, no. But but uh, I wasn't sure to put in parenting tips or 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 with sport. But I'm watching this and I'm sending out texts to you and other people about his uh, <clears throat> abilities, and I'm thinking, oh man. Did I sign him up for Little League just to have new material? Am I just doing this to get a routine here? And I believe it's... uh, I'm going to say no because you're not writing jokes. It's just like, look at my kid. Doesn't he look stupid? awful. All right. So now we will talk. So the Bruins are out of the playoffs. 
which you know it's 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 a it's a big bummer. Plus, we weren't here last week, and I would have talked more in detail. You heard about. Brat Marchant, my favorite player, licking people, mm-hmm. which everyone's like shocked by this. I played juniors with a guy who kissed people all the time. Like, because if you're pushy, like, especially, you know, the, the, the linesman back is to you while he's dropping a face off and he would all, you know, the, the wingers are always jostling for, for position. He would always lean in and like, you know, pushing, shoving your helmet to helmet and would just give a quick, just as pucks dropping. How many times I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to and I mean it, I'm going to say three to four times the last season I played, you know, with him, it was like 94, 95, 95, 96. He drew three or four penalties because if you drop your gloves it's an automatic five minute major you don't have to throw a punch if you drop your gloves so he would kiss somebody they would drop their gloves into he's skating backwards putting his hand up like what the fuck's going on (laughs) and and it's like so i mean a little peck on the cheek versus full on licking somebody's cheek um not a surprise but um Mm -hmm. but but more importantly as we record this it is may 10th it is the, let me get this straight. Tenth day of the month. Oh, wait. No, it is the 48th anniversary of the greatest moment in hockey history. Not 49th like you have written down on the paper? No, because I turned 49 uh, oh, I, next month. And it was just, I, I I remember being 11 months old watching this. <laughs> uh, of course, you know, 11 months old when the goal happened. But I, I've you've seen it. You're not a big sport guy. How many times have you seen the Bobby Orr goal? Without without exaggeration, the great, you know. Oh, I, I think it uh, was played in the uh, room when I was being delivered. Uh, Probably conceived, <laughs> yeah, too, to be honest. <laughs> Um, I work right near Boston Garden, so you drive by that statue every day. So commemorate it. The boys and I came to you know back from LA. The oldest one's three at the time, and the and the baby's a baby. No, he's about a year and a half old. And the day of the cup, you know, we were in town. We met our friend Ross, and we we went over to see the statue. And while I'm standing at the statue, there's two different news crews here. I don't know if you remember this, mm-hmm. and, I, and I'll post the picture. Maybe I can post the link if I or the story if I can find it. But I can definitely post the picture. Everybody's taking pictures by the Bobby Orr statue, and I think it was Ross told the news crew, "It's like, oh, that guy has a number four on his foot tattooed on his foot." And the news guy comes over and is like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "I'm in town from L.A. I came in town to you know." Uh, to watch the cup with the family, and they're like, "Oh, let's see the tattoo." So I, I'm on the channel. The, I think it was Channel Five News. They take a picture. They take footage of the foot, and it's me and Grace, and Grace is on my shoulder, like in front of the Bobby Orr statue. So wow. that's my brush with the Bobby Orr statue greatness. <laughs> um, anyway, so so I'll bring that up. Um, and by I, the way, we have to also acknowledge that a, a donation from one of our uh, supporters, Shock, uh, is the Bobby Orr. Retirement. Yep. What, what do you the, call that? The uh, the banner. The, yeah, he, he he the retired number. Yes, like 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 miniature little flag. There's you a know, miniature the, retired number hanging behind me on the door in my stinky. Basement. And I didn't give it to Joe to be nice. I gave it to him because I'd rather look at that for the hour. Oh yeah, I'm, down I'm here. looking at tons <laughs> of video games behind Jacques, and I'm, I'm like, looking wow. at the Goodell. I'm looking at at the temperature gauge, the Bobby Orr retired we number. We need and now. The I think we need uh, the uh, shot of Larry Bird stealing from out of bounds, like oh. <laughs> or, no, or, or, or the or the or the. Um, I, I'm gonna go. I'm or gonna you, go Mario with Stremsky? the. Like, no, you know, no, no. I'm going with the Dr. J Larry Bird choking each other. That's oh, the famous yeah. thing where they. 
you know, or yeah, no, or the uh, or the Carlton Fisk. If it stays or there, the, is there a picture of uh, Larry Bird like you know uh, tarring his uh, back? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so, last thing is, you know, uh, everybody's favorite arena football team, Mass Pirates. Um, you got to go to a game sooner or later. Like every game, it is. It's the worst. Can they bring it closer to Boston? <laughs> it, it, they, they, they've talked about that, which would make no oh, sense. Yeah, They're a minor league sport. Yeah. Stay in a minor league town. It, it, like you can ingratiate yourself and become part of the landscape Absolutely. there. Right. You know, they're not called the Boston Spinners. No, they're the no. Lowell Spinners. It, it, it's exactly. Thank you. Um, but it is like they're. They're four and one last Sunday's game. This past Sunday's four days ago. It went down to they scored a touchdown with like eight seconds left and then had to make two defensive stops to keep it. And it's like it's not like the NFL where you have to march down a hundred foot field. It's like, you know, it's it's it, it is. It, it's it's really a lot of fun. You got you gotta eventually go to the game. But that that if only I had an in uh, with the oh. management. <laughs> <laughs> telling you, uh, you know, I want to bring this up before we get to the, my favorite part of the week. So, one of one of our friends, a band, uh, the Rationales, Dave from yes. the Rationales, he was he was to play the tailgate party this week, but it got rained out, and it was really a bummer. It was great hanging out with him for a while because he had to slept there anyways in case they were going on. I kept telling him, "Stop being a pussy," because. What made you two you two is the live at Red Rock concert in 1982. Like they were a small <laughs> band that had some nice hits and were up and coming. They went through the stratosphere. So, and and he's like, well, you know, the power and electricity and stuff like that really doesn't go well. I'm like, hey, pussy, literally across the street from the DCU center, it's a hospital. Yeah, like we're fine. Right, seriously. Um, so I wake the next morning and where Dave had this, how he had it, he had. The calendar from March 1992, because he opened for us. And it was like a couple other Fitchburg bands. It was a really nice walk down memory lane. I'm like, oh, my God. And I take it, and I send it to Dan and John and stuff like that and, and Roddy. And then I'm looking, oh, my God, like Matt Waugh? Like my best friend from high school had a little brother who's his drummer in high school band was the drummer who I permanently borrowed my set from they forgot to return it ever um i'm like oh my god i was so hammered i never I, I completely forgot and well I, I don't remember the bill at all or the show or that this guy was in it but it was a nice nice little walk down memory lane well that's nice now our favorite part of the week oh is it time for our random video game review do, do i have a limitation of where i can pull from? no anything and it doesn't even have to be video games oh <laughs> i don't know that. whatever oh just I take any take anything <laughs> off my walls put it in your car and sell it so jack's going to my wall of games supposedly allegedly and he's gonna pull a video game off maybe maybe he'll pull off something else maybe he'll pull off an eight track who the fuck knows um maybe he'll pull off like a cabbage patch kit that i have up there so he, okay he grabbed something off the wall i did and i'm gonna have to somehow figure out which wall he pulled off of let's see i think Oh, gee, I don't know. Uh, man, I don't know. I think he pulled something off of the... Did you go for the PlayStation 2 or the PlayStation Portable? Is it PlayStation 3? You're not going to get it. Because uh, you really weren't looking. I really was not looking. Hold on a second. Let me look around and uh, kill some time here. All my, uh, all my board games seem to be intact. Okay, le- is it a video game? No. Oh, it is not a video game. Okay, it's um, uh, is, is it a a book? 
It is not a book. That's kryptonite to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I hide my money. Um, is it a movie? It's not. Is it a magazine? No, but I'm holding it in my hand. I don't want to guess what's holding <laughs> it in your hand. Uh, is it a... Is it like a toy or something? Yeah. Oh. Um, but in the video realm. Oh, oh, man. I am... Uh, uh, you said anywhere. <laughs> All right. Oh, wait, I, I, I give up. What? <laughs> oh, God. So I also have a collection. <laughs> a coll when I say collection, I'm surprised you didn't hear because I pulled that from the middle I, I of the aisle. I heard something, but I'm pretty dumb. So he pulled out from my collection of essentially Tiger Electronic handhelds. Remember those games from the 90s? They weren't like... You couldn't afford a Game Boy, so your mom got you a Tiger Electronic handheld of... I don't know, Castlevania or uh, DuckTales or something. Woo. They also made these Tiger Electronics for these handhelds for uh, home versions of game shows. And if you uh, peruse through your local uh, Savers store or your local Goodwill or, um, I don't know, local Time Machine back to <laughs> 1994, you might find these. And what Jock pulled out from my collection, we have about seven of these. Least, yeah. Yeah, of, of game show electronic handhelds is Name That Tune. And uh, lucky for you, there are no batteries in this because I would have turned it on. But uh, I, I haven't played it. I just I see these things and I'm like, they're just odd curiosities to me. I'm like, I like game shows. How do you not turn that on? Because literally, how dated would the songs be? And it's like, it's got to be 8-bit, right? All the music yeah, has to be 8-bit. Not even. It's one of those like two-tone kind of things. Like, you know, when you get a birthday card that had music playing Tommy in two -tone? it. two-tone? Yeah. This is uh, copyright. Uh, does it have a date on it? I don't even. Wait, maybe it does. It's uh, 1997. You know, so I mean, I think the Macarena is on here. <laughs> I think, I think, I mean, there's got to be a Nirvana song somewhere in here. Oh, if there's a Nirvana song on that, oh, I almost want to. Uh, I gotta. Should I, should I pause to get four double eight? Uh, four? I would. Hold on. Again. You, you want to vamp or you want to pause or what? <laughs> I make this. Work? Yeah. Well, yeah, I haven't really told anybody yet, but I always wanted to be a beatboxer. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so. Well, Joe's doing that. I will talk uh, in depth about his Netflix pick of the week. So two weeks ago, he said, Netflix, lost in space, pretty okay. And then he went on to describe it saying uh, Parker Posey, you know, was in it. And she's kind of a bad guy. And I had such issue with this because I went home. I watched it. I watched the whole 10 episodes over like the next few days. But I watched it the way I do, like... After two or three episodes, you kind of get, oh, these two people are in this room. They're going to talk about that. I can kind of just fast forward it for, you know, a minute or two. Uh, so when he's at Parker Posey was kind of like, you know, like, you know, kind of a bad guy. Why did you undersell that? <laughs> She's a fucking uh, She's mass evil. murdering douchebag. Did she kill her sister? No. She just drugged her and took her place on the ship? Do you want to just give it away? Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, you recommended it three weeks ago. They haven't got off their ass and watched it by now, but... It's a, what, is it 10 episodes long? Yeah, 10 episodes. So you did like it. I watched it. You're right. It's one of those things. Like, you know? You don't know whether you should like it or not. Because you, you kind of see, there's a couple twists in there that you don't see. Like, when you said, like, the robot's kind of different, it's like, whoa. And, and, that, and, so and he's and the for, best part of the show, And right? for this robot that has no communication 
communicative skills. Communicative. Communicative skills. Or is that Close communicative enough. diseases? I always get those confused. <laughs> Do I need a shot? Uh, get a shot. Get rid of it. Um, yeah, but what, 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 what a character that robot is. Yeah, it's not. Is it a robot? It's not really a robot, is it? It's uh, it's a robot-ish. And why did that robot kill everybody in the beginning? But uh-huh. but, but let's stay on Parker Posey. Really, it's like. Well, she's a she's a criminal. She's more. I mean, hmm. what is the difference between sociopath and psychopath? Uh, sociopath is somebody who can function in society but doesn't have any emotion towards other people. Then that's what she is. Yeah. She's a sociopath. Yeah, yeah. A psychopath is just somebody who's just completely psychotic and has no regard for themselves or others. The Joker. Yes. Okay. He's psychotic. Right. Yeah. But she is like, what an evil... Hey, I'll see you next Tuesday. Right. It's like when uh, Jonathan Harris's character uh, of Dr. Smith on the 60s Lost in Space would do these sort of conniving out-for-himself actions it was whimsical it was it was like met with some sort of like um a joke there's a wink you know um it was a little bit it was all kind of harmless and goofy and and campy but uh this is dark Uh, well uh, i i I shouldn't i shouldn't give it all away but um when she stabs somebody in the back and then sees that person a couple episodes later. The anxiety that I had watching that, I was like, Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, did you catch the uh, cameo? Do you no. know? So, okay. When Dr. Smith, Parker Posey's character, is escaping from the ship that they're on, which is crashing, a doctor comes out in a lab coat. Oh, who you is know? it? No. That's Billy Moomy. Oh, Bill Moomy. Like, yeah. uh, um, our friend Mike, who I want to have on this, like the you know the big writer guy, the music guy, yeah. uh, he he and Bill Mooney are really good friends, and he's dragged me two or three times to see Bill Mooney play tiny clubs in L.A. Like it's one of those things where Bill Mooney has a band where he is like the biggest celebrity in it, but all the people in his bands were like background characters on like Lost in Space. Yeah. Like he's friends with the people forty years later, right? But then it also um, Parker Posey's character's real name is Jane Harris. The actor who played Doctor Smith is Jonathan Harris, so there's a little another nod. It's like they're, but she's oh, oh yeah, she's a she's a, a yeah, like like you're waiting for her to die, right? Like there's no rooting for her. No, it, no. The only time you're rooting is like, gosh, I hope the person she kills next isn't somebody I really like. <laughs> yeah, right. And and she doesn't really kill anybody directly. No, except for the. Guy that she pushed out of the... He didn't... She didn't kill him. She let him die. Okay, she kind of killed him, yeah. And, 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 and you're pretty sure her sister's not doing the dirt nap? I, I, she just left on Earth. Like, she just wanted the left-behind people, you know? And she was just... No, she because she was conscious when she... You could see the, the final shot of her being tied up. She was conscious. Oh, like okay. All right. But when, when she was like... When she realized what her sister had just done. Right. And her sister's like, eh. Yeah. It's a living. <laughs> Anyway, so I got to name that tune up and running. Let's have it. Oh, boy. Here we go. Oh, wait. Is this a handheld game? The name that tune, Country and Western Hits? This is, is uh, just an original bass okay. cart- music cartridge. Okay. Here we oh, go. It had Na- different cartridges. Yeah, like these, these little slide-out cartridges. So you could buy additional cartridges. I actually have these for Wheel, what, the Wheel of Fortune What, what, what carton do you got in there? Is this just it uh, says is music, catch-all? music cartridge. Okay. Hey, Joe, I got an idea. Let's play a little name that tune. Oh, it actually talks. Kinda. Name that tune, Melody Countdown. And now if I had the manual to this, I could probably figure it out. I'm going to hit song. 
Uh, no, that doesn't work. I'm gonna hit select, uh, enter, whatever. Select number of players. Is this two? Right, is it, uh, oh. Hit, hit, hit song button. Does it give some hit or some hints? Hit, hit song button. I have no idea. No idea. That sounds something like Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Where it is. Try another one. That's okay. What's the an- the answer is? How lucky can you get? Like these are like songs from the 1900s. <laughs> like by who? Right. By, I think by like by <laughs> Joe Smo and the Nobodies. <laughs> Hit the song button. Here we go. That's me. That's it's like a Blackberry sound. I want to say "Stand by REM." <laughs> I'm uh, I'm ruling out anything from the Eminem catalog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's kind of a, oh, the answer is "Last Tango in Paris." I mean, these aren't songs Seriously, anymore. Yeah, I think after a uh, hundred years, they don't qualify <laughs> songs anymore. One more. I gotta get. Okay. I gotta try one more. Let's see what this sounds like. What's that? Shazam's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. What is it? The answer is, time is up. Sing a song. I mean, these aren't songs. No, man. these aren't. Jeez. And I, no. What, what's worse, that I made everybody on hold so you could get batteries and charge that thing up, or that I made you go and get batteries to charge up? Okay, if you didn't own this, what would you be willing to shell out for it? Uh, Two dollars, seven ninety nine. Yeah, outrageous. So that's, uh, that's the asking price. That's the asking price. Let's see any bids so a- far. Any sold items? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Okay, I mean, seriously, look on the solar. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I, I don't know. How to... Oh, yeah. No, this is the website. I don't know how to do it on there. But I have the app. But anyway, that was a waste of time. So that was your Netflix pick of the week I just uh, reviewed. No, no, that was your last. That, right. that was reviewing your. So, so I, have I actually listened to when you make these re- your suggestions. Good, because here I have another one. Let's have out. it. Cobra Kai. Oh, I, I can't wait. Can't wait. You, uh, what I haven't you, seen it yet, but I, I, I cannot wait. Ten episodes. It's on YouTube Red. Full episodes? Yes. Like half hour? Yes, they're all 10 half hours. So it's five hours of your life. I know, precious, but... Or Infinity Wars once and a half. <laughs> right. If you haven't heard of Cobra Kai by now, shame on you. Yeah, don't... Stop listening. Yeah. Just delete, delete, delete us from here. So this is 34 years after the original Karate Kid movie. It's Ralph Macchio or daniel San. And there's um, William Zapka, who plays Johnny Lawrence, who's the bad guy. What was it about you? Okay, see, so, so That's, you, he was the. Uh, you weren't uh, uh, how I met your mother guy. I know Barney had that theory. Barney uh, with everything. Why the stormtroopers were really the victims and the good guys, and why Johnny from Cobra Kai was really the hero here and stuff like that. They get into that. They actually show like there's a retelling of that matchup from Johnny's perspective. And it's it's great. This show is fantastic. It was renewed for a second season. It's on YouTube Red, which is a paid service for YouTube. So and they got all the... There was a lot of original people in it, right? Right. There's a lot of original people that came back. And there's some new characters. You know, Daniel has a daughter. 
Johnny Lawrence has a son that he is estranged from, but makes his way into this world. It's fantastic. It's the it's wonderful how they've done it. It has um, the new crop of kids that um, you know. There's a kid that lives across the street from or in the same uh, apartment complex as Johnny. Johnny lives in a rundown, beat up apartment complex in I think it's Reseda or something like that. Miguel is the, the the teenager that lives near near him, and the first thing out of his mouth is, "Hey, I'm Miguel, and I'm your next door neighbor." Oh, great, more immigrants! Like <laughs> right off the bat, you're like, "Okay, this guy does. He's stuck in the '80s. He doesn't give a fuck. He's like a handyman, kind of like Mr. Miyagi was, but like in nowhere near like content with his life. Like he's like just like a beat up, chewed up Bitter. guy. Yeah, like not winning the tournament was like the end of his life. And it's funny how this show and this universe and this little small group of people hang their existence on this karate tournament from 1984 and how it's been going on for 30 more years because they have another tournament later on in the series. I'm not spoiling too much. I want to tease you into this because it's it's really good how they incorporate uh, the sort of anti-bullying climate that we're in now and how Johnny Lawrence approaches that with Cobra Kai um, and his attitude towards how you should handle bullies. It's funny. It's self-aware. Is it a comedy? It's a, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a comedy. It's written by the same guys who did uh, Harold and Kumar. They were like, you know, obviously huge fans and they treated this with such care and affection. And it's so apparent how well-crafted this story was. The first two episodes you can watch for free. Uh, the rest of them, you can have to either get the free trial, which I have, for a month, and then otherwise you have to pay like 13 bucks a month, which is a little steep for YouTube Red, because essentially yeah. what you're getting with YouTube Red, you get this original programming, but Cobra Kai is the like only watchable original programming for people over 25. Like Everything else is like you know, such and such high school, you know, like they have like video game high school kind of series or, you know, something like that would be rejected from the CW, you know, like, <laughs> right, right. but, and then you also get ad free YouTube, which is okay, but I'm not paying 13 bucks a month for it. So yes, I will be canceling my free trial. And then when season two comes out, I'll be renewing my free trial or paying for the one month. It's worth it for or one getting month. a trial under your wife's name. Exactly. Right. Carnival personnel will be getting its <laughs> own YouTube red free trial for a month. It's not just like a comedy. It's not goofy. It doesn't, it doesn't like parody. It's like so rides the line between parody and seriousness. And um, there's like, there are tender moments. There are anxious moments, which I'm sure you will appreciate. I love them. <laughs> there are great sports moments. There's good, like, fucking karate in this. In the, I mean, that's just, you know, hands down. There's good. I mean, I mean, can those guys, you know, is it, is it stunt doubles? Or can well, they... it's great about, no, no. Oh, I, I think there are some stunt doubles, but like. You know, there are times where you actually see them moving, you know, and like interacting and, and, and practicing karate. Uh, Daniel LaRusso, by the way, is now like a kind of like a Herb Chambers guy. He's like a low, you know, Herb Chambers, for those of you who don't live in the mass area, is an auto dealer uh, magnate. So he's like one of those guys. He owns his LaRusso autos, which kind of makes sense because in the original movie, he was into all the collectible cars that Mr. Miyagi had. So it just sort of like makes sense that he would follow that as sort of his thing. But like he still uses his notoriety from the karate tournament in his advertisements. And, you know, like you see him like this Subaru is what? We're not going to do that 20000 Hiya! And he like cuts the, the Chiron price in half, you know. <laughs> Sold. Okay. Yeah, it's done. great. Like, done. why aren't you watching this Wait, now? Is Parker Posey like, you know, killing people in this? 
Uh, no. Okay, then I'm more likely right. to enjoy it. I look, I want to like, well, I didn't not like Lost in Space because there was some elements like like the family dynamic were great, but the anxiety was too much. But weren't she you, was, did you agree with me that maybe the the, 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 the the importance of family is a little too heavy handed in Lost in Space? Like, we get it. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're a family and you got to stick together. And you're a family of geniuses because you got like an 18 year old doctor daughter and your 12 year old son. Oh, by is... the way, how much do you want to punch the daughter in them? Not the not the uh, uh, the adopted daughter, but the uh, the actual daughter. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, like you just want to punch her right in the every face. chance you get. Yeah, like she's just so annoying. Like she's so douchey. The kid, the kid isn't that great either. Yeah, you I know. know. He's a little uh, right, annoying. but he's kind of he's kind of a whiny little whatever. I don't know. Anyways, so my pick of the week is uh, Archer's back. And it's really interesting. Uh, I love Archer. It's one of my favorite shows. I'm one of the few people, probably there's probably 100 people out there, plus the people who worked on the show, who know that Archer was like, I don't know the right way to say it. Uh, There was an Adult Swim um, show where it was completely different, where where there's a... There's a... Oh, now I know. Why am I blanking on the name? But uh, an alien from outer space, not an alien from, you know... The, you know, Mexico. Guadalajara, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he called Kill Face, and he had like a Skeletor kind of face and stuff like that, and he was here to like take over Earth and stuff. All the people on Archer were in that, but in different roles, it, with different names, di- completely different characters. So like the Archer character was kind of um, – Oh, I'm not going to get into the whole thing. I'm, I'm killing me. Uh, Frisky Dingo. Okay. It's called Frisky Dingo. Oh, you look it up. Yeah. It lasted two seasons. It was awesome. I mean, it was beyond awesome. It was complete, like the height of Adult Swim. You know, this was on like like C-Lab after 2020, kind of right, yeah. right. But it was between like C Lab would go on, then Frisky Dingo, and then like the Venture Brothers. You know, it, it, it was it was it was just awesome. But two years later, all these characters resurfaced. And Archer. And so now Archer ran its course. The, like the show really ran its course. So they started this season, all the same characters, but a completely reimagined show. Like 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 if Archer was, you know, a doctor show, if it was like Chicago Hope. And now all of a sudden it is um the Golden Girls. Like the same people, but having some of them, some of them in the same um, relationship, like kind of roles and stuff like that. But it's not like a continuation. It's not like they went off and it's an alternate universe, right? And it's it, it is awesome. It's a completely different show, but these characters are all still completely same dynamics. Awesome, yeah. you know what I mean? Well, it's some some same, some different dynamics. Uh, okay. You know, it takes place on like. Uh, um, Oh, it's kind of like a Casablanca island. It's like an island that's like owned by like the French, but it's not like a French island. And Archer is a is a pilot that flies tourists around and stuff like that. But he's, is it a period piece? Is it modern? No, I, I can't really tell. Okay, I great. can't really tell. Those are the best um, ones. And I guess like they used to do that. I don't know if it was like the Black Adler. Like, oh, Black Adder. Yeah. Right. Like they would do that. Yes. Same 12 yes. people. I was trying to think of like an example and I was rattling my brain. Same yes. 12 people are doing this show this year. The whole cast is coming back next year. Completely different story. Right. But it's like the lane. But right. With Black Adder, it was like a lineage of this awful group of people. Right. 
throughout the ages. Yeah. So this is Archer's version of that. Okay. So this, so that that is my pick. Okay. I I, I I've yet to I have to catch up on what ten seasons of Archer. <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all. In, uh, How did we not include Archer in our Archers episode? We I think we did mention it. Oh, okay. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure we did. We had Archers of Loaf in there. Archers of Loaf in there. <laughs> yep. Yep. Do we well, have Archer Bunker? So here Archer. here's the best. <laughs> well played, sir. So. Archer was one of my favorite shows. Season six or seven, they accidentally take over a pirate island, like real pirates, like Somali pirates, and <laughs> they have this whole fortress. And it took Archer a while to realize that pirates weren't like Captain Jack Sparrow, and it was a real thing. <laughs> so he takes over the island, and he puts together an intramural lacrosse team. And I swear to God, if Archer wasn't one of my favorite shows, the name of his lacrosse team was Archers of Loaf. Oh. And because of that and that alone, I'm like, okay, how many people know? Like, Archers of Loaf, one of my favorite bands. I think me, John Hunt, and seven other people <laughs> brought their first. No, I'm sorry. I'm remiss. Let me restate. I think John and I are seven of the people who stole their Archers of Loaf album from the college radio station they were working in 92. Back in those days, you could steal albums physically. Physically. Yeah. Physically steal. Now they you had steal. to physically steal. Yeah, right. Now kids do it all the time electronically. Uh, but, but, but that was it. And it's funny that you mentioned Archie. Like this Archer. I'm sorry. Archie Bunker. This week, I, I don't know what made me. I couldn't get a Jefferson's episode out of my head i just couldn't get this and i and i text Isn't that every Joe, day it pretty much well the funny thing is you know with the mass pirates we um the we get it you work around a lot of black guys <laughs> we, we we do a seat upgrade which is kind of ridiculous because it's like so few people show up to the last game sit wherever the fuck you want but we have a sponsor where we take somebody from like the 200 seats and the but we do like it's played in a hockey rink with with a football field let on me it. guess and they put uh they put recliners in the bench, so you get to move down there. Right, go ahead. I'm sure when you upgrade these people, you play. Moving on up. Moving on up. To the east. Moving on up. To a deluxe apartment in the sky. No, we, we have to finish the song. Okay. Moving on up. Moving on up. To the east. Moving on up. We finally got a piece of the pie. Fish don't fry in the kitchen. A bees don't burn on the grill. Took a whole lot of trying. Just to get up that hill. Boom, boom, boom. Now we up in the big leagues. Getting our turn at bat. As long as we live, it's you and me, baby. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Moving on up, moving on up. And if anybody thinks we had to Google the lyrics to that, you've never spent more than three minutes with Joe and I. Google consults us on exactly. the lyrics. Well, it's funny because Jefferson's. management and her friend and her friend Mike went to the first game and they're like, oh, that was so typical. Like, you guys got to come something else with that. I'm like, great, great. She's like, oh, it's so dated. I'm like, first of all, you saw everybody there love that. Second of all, there is not a better piece of music for it. No. So we do it. So, uh, yes, I think of the Jeffersons more than most people probably should. I, I worked, I did not work with him. My buddy Scott was on a show with him, and I was with Sherman Helmsley two or three days a week for about 16 months. I have more Sherman Helmsley stories than anybody should. And I said to Joe, it's like, you know, we're really current. We should do a Jefferson side show soon. <laughs> we should just do a Sherman Hemsley. We really should, show. you know. Right. Uh, but I know that that's such a groundbreaking show. But but uh, you know, I just it was funny because I wrote it on the list, but I didn't think we were going to talk about. But then when you mentioned Archie Bunker, oh yes, and it's like, but that that was just 
in the story of of how it spun off from this and the things that spun off, it's just fantastic. Just uh, future fodder for a future sideshow. And um, yeah, um, I don't know if you want to plug any other sideshow. We're coming up on our year anniversary. As I lovingly look into Joe's eyes, and and for anybody who's listening, maybe maybe Floor doesn't know where Carnival Personnel comes from, like the name of the show. But when Joe and I were were sorry, when Jim, Joe and I were thinking about <laughs> names for the show, I I had some good ones. I I I, ha- I maybe I can find the list. I picked some. Jim had a couple. Joe had a bunch. And then when Joe Jacques is awesome is not a name of a podcast. It is a name of a podcast. My mom still thinks we should rebrand as that. But when Joe said Carnival Personnel, I'm like Marry me, <laughs> <laughs> and I did. So we, uh, so we will soon be doing a the jerk. Uh, and what? I was so so bummed when they M Emmett Walsh, who plays the guy who's chasing down Navin Johnson, aka Steve Martin, in the jerk. He's trying to shoot Navin Johnson. The guy who plays him appeared on a podcast that we so love, uh, the Gilbert Gottfried Amazing Colossal podcast. Recently, they did not reference him they referenced his role like they they showcased it but they didn't reference the line hey hey you're not carnival personnel you not because you know hey he's not carnival personnel per- you can't go in. he was okay with shooting a guy but not okay going through an open fence that said carnival personnel carnival personnel only damn <laughs> He hates these cans. Yeah. We, 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 these cans are defective. Right. We don't have a defective can. We have defective poison out there. Um, my favorite part of like, and we'll save it for the podcast, which this is a podcast, right. we'll save it for the other podcast, is I'm a proud owner. No, I think I gave it to you. Are you the proud owner of the 26th anniversary <laughs> director's cut? I think so. <laughs> I think it's somewhere. Because they file. missed their release date. So when they published it, they literally, you know, they cross out and read the 25th and right over it. I was disappointed in the special features, but that it was we'll done. Yeah, there was we'll a couple. Podcast. We'll save that for the other sideshow. Do you have a parenting tip of the week? <sighs> Sadly, I do not because, again, I don't remember where my children are. <laughs> it's 11 o'clock. Do you know where your children are? <laughs> uh, well, then I. It's 2018. Do you get that reference? I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to give my parenting tip of the week, and then I'm going to give a shout out to my little bastards. Uh, parenting tip of the week. Bought tickets, you know, because of management's work schedule, we couldn't see it opening night or even opening weekend, which that was tough. And, and like I said on our podcast beforehand, I'm not sure if that's grounds for divorce that I had to wait. I The day the other 19 movies came out leading up to this, 19 fucking movies leading up to this, I saw within the first weekend. Don't see this. So we rearranged some things. And now it's past the second weekend, and it's this past Monday. Move some pieces around the board. It's like, okay, I can do it. She can do it. We get the boys. I get the four tickets. You know, a disagreement over which state has the better zip codes, North Dakota or South Dakota, came up. But one of these really crucial uh, line in the sands. It's tomato, not tomato. That's it. That's it. I'm not going. 
Me and the boys are. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so my parenting tip of the week is do not let strife between you and a significant other get in the way of you being a good parent because the boys also, like, they're, they're trained to, as soon as the TV comes on and the commercial comes on for a movie we're going to see, boom, you shut it off, man. You you turn the iPad off. You hold your ears and you, like, you know, you know hum the Battle Hymn Republic or something. You do what you got to do to not have anything spoiled this you know so we did we you know we 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 didn't miss it so parenting tip of the week don't let your domestic you know disturbances cause your children for seeing life-altering movies in a timely manner that's a good parenting tip um i probably should have extrapolated that to just a life tip and gone on my own (laughs) no no you know just because my my significant other and my children can't go see the movie doesn't mean that i can't on my own but now this is where I'm going to give credit where credit's due. The boys and I saw it, and there's some holy shit moments like I talked about. They didn't say a word. Like, she finally got to see it a couple days ago. And it's like, it was a good three, four-day window between Mama getting to see it. And there was no hints. There was no, oh, you're going to be really sad if X happens. Oh, man, you can't believe when Y happens. There was, there was no hints. There was no even quiet whispers before and as soon as she came home having seen it they're like can you believe how awesome this was you know um but you have a uh you got a year before the next one comes out and i would really like to say um <clears throat> fuck you russo brothers and marvel in in you know there are there's like two movies or three movies between the two well we have um ant-man and the wasp ant-man and the wasp uh, there's another one that if you haven't heard of, I'm not even going to tell you the name of. Uh, we, I think we did the we briefly. We went through the rundown of future movies, but I'm not going to. But I think these take place. They're being released after Infinity Wars, but take place before Infinity Wars. I see. Uh, you know, type right. thing. So, and I think one of them might even honestly be takes place 40 years ago right. or something like. We got that. a heavy month ahead of us. Uh, you know, it's we got Deadpool two. Stop. Do you see the new Deadpool thing? Um, with with, with uh, I almost said Odell Ryan Beckham, uh, Beckham, um, the soccer player. Oh, uh, David Beckham. David Beckham. No. What What do you know about David Beckham? He's handsome. And uh, he's a great soccer player. And mar- one more thing. And married to a Spice Girl. One more thing. Have you ever heard him talk? All right. So nobody heard him talk for like a decade, and management loved him. I know a couple other women who were like literally sploosh anytime, <laughs> and then they heard him talk, and he has that thick Cockney accent. And I remember like Jason Statham, and I'm like, right. quoting verbatim. No, but a high squeaky voice. Oh, okay. it, like it doesn't fit. Uh, and I remember management saying upon hearing him the first time, "Oh, why do the pretty ones talk?" You know. Oh. And so Deadpool. Has a has a David Beckham thing about his voice with David Beckham, and it is the most. And and, and uh, you know, it came out on Twitter, and I just you know, I liked, I retweeted, and I left a comment. Marry me, yeah, <laughs> you know, right. you know. So yeah, we got solo. Such a whore. Such a whore. You know, and I always for dudes, you know? <laughs> but not in a gay way. No. I just want to have sex with them. Anyway, <laughs> and then also we have solo to look. For forward to so uh, you know oh by the way have you seen the lando sketch that uh, david donald uh, donald glover had did on saturday Night Live? i did i'm not a fan of him and i i loved i loved really? him on community loved him he's loved like, him he's isn't he supposed to be great at everything loved well he'll tell you 
You know, he cross trains. You know how you can tell? Yeah. He uh, he read Player One before he saw the movie. <laughs> you know how I know? And it's like when he was on Community, he was great. And then he, I saw his try to get through his stand up on on his Netflix special. Yeah. And it, you know how they do those pre skits now? And it was him driving to it, saying it. W- it was like I, I equate it to the Michael Jordan entering the Hall of Fame speech where he just told you how much better he was than everybody and how everybody who never put him on a team is a piece of shit who should die in a <laughs> loan in a ditch. Uh-huh. And then it's like when he was on Saturday Night Live and he was a musical guest, I'm like, hey, put a shirt on. <laughs> 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 but uh, but no, I'm looking forward to it. You know, but you I, didn't see the Lando sketch. I, I didn't. Okay. It's, it's pretty cute. It's okay. all right. I mean, it's, I mean, it's funny. It's actually it's a funny premise. You should watch it. I saw so when I went to see Infinity Wars, Solo was one of the previews that came out. But I covered my ears, I looked down, and I was humming, and unfortunately I heard one line. I heard one line. <laughs> yeah. About how old he is. Oh, I didn't hear that. Okay. I, I don't so that. so I mean it was it was it, it it looks and who's the bad guy in it or who's the well, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Yeah. yeah. So I mean it, look, I'm gonna see it. Right. Look, you and I watched the holiday special recently. <laughs> right. It's Star Wars. I'm going to watch it. And even if I don't like it, I'm still going to love it because it's Star Wars. Yep. I haven't seen a bad Batman movie yet. Right. You're one I of the- I saw a few really bad Batman movies, but I- <laughs> But, what, what did you but I own them. It's, you know, Batman Ninja? I'm going to know, but I'm yeah, talking like, um, um, oh, like the Chris O'Donnell, the, oh, yeah, yeah, the, the Schumacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I hated the fact that the boys loved it. Because it was, it, you know, because they saw it Batman like three forever. years ago, so they're like three and six, and they see it, and it's colorful, and the Joker, and it's Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey as the Joker, the Riddler, and stuff like that. It yeah. was great, you know, for that, you know. And it's it sucks to say, look, I love Tommy Lee Jones, I I I love, you know, I love uh, um um Clooney, you know, I love, you know, you love Lamp. All these people. <laughs> wow, I love Batman, but really? I know, it somehow didn't work. Yeah, but anyways, I am looking, so you got Solo, you got Deadpool, and there's another. It's, it's a, it's, I mean, well, I mean, I think Avengers was the other big May thing, you know. Um, no, I mean, but that's, I have a big, busy month. I mean, I haven't seen Avengers yet, so I have to catch up. I have to see Black Panther. I have to see my kids, I think, eventually. No, maybe. maybe. But do they have to see you? No. Okay. And then, when, of course, we have Memorial Day, we have our one-year anniversary, Oh, May. Not, not happy anniversary. Not happy anniversary. So I, I think that wraps up for me, unless you got anything else. Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, don't forget, 